Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, we're not going to ask you to Google parenting. Instead, we're gonna, we've got a whole series for you coming up here right, before, right as school starts this fall on uh, some wonderful parenting tics, uh, tips. It's a helpline. We sent out through Facebook a request that said, hey, if you have parenting questions, let us know. And we got pages and pages and pages of questions. And so uh, when we organized those into some meaningful topics, number one overall was how on earth do I balance it all? And that's what we're talking about today is time management as parents. Can anybody relate to that's a challenge? Can anybody relate to that? Okay. Yeah, the rest of you are too busy to answer. I understand. Uh, but uh, today, to help us uh, deal with the whole time challenge as parents, we brought in an expert. Jennifer Goff is with me. And Jennifer, you're a time management expert, right? Absolutely not. Okay. John, <laughs> but you are a mom. I'm a mom. Yeah, and this not, is your family right here? That's my family. Um, this is uh, my husband, Joel, my daughter, Pearson. She's 12. And this is Grant. He just turned 10. And you guys look like this all the time. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when I first asked you to this, you were kind of reluctant to do it. Why is that? I told, I told John, I said, you have the wrong person. I mean, I would probably get a D on most of this stuff. But... Um, we're, work, we're working on it. <laughs> there we go. And the reason I asked Jennifer is, is because, because of that, I mean, you go through time challenges with two kids, uh, activities and other things. And in addition to that, this last summer, you guys, you've just built a house and you just moved in, right? We actually um, have been in the process of building a home. So the, for the last 14 months, I've been, we've been in a rental house and our home wasn't ready yet. So we had to be out of our rental on June 30. And then our house wasn't ready until like the second, I guess the second week of July. And so it was total chaos at our house for about 10 days, you know, living out of suitcases, not knowing where anything was. We got to church or we, we were trying to get to church. I couldn't even find my iron so that I could iron my clothes. It's just chaos. <laughs> okay. So that's why we brought her along. Okay. <laughs> Because uh, we're going to cover some biblical principles, and every time we cover biblical principles here at Centerpoint, we're not coming as experts saying we got this wired. We're saying the God of the Word of God gives us very practical help on a whole lot of issues. This being one of them, and oh my goodness, there's a lot of good understanding here. And we're going to talk about how you've dealt with it in your family, and how Debbie and I have dealt with it in ours. And um, I hope you get a lot of hope today. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we want to thank you that we can talk about balancing everything. Lord, this lesson applies to a lot more than parents, obviously, because we all struggle with time management. And so, Father, I just pray that today you'll speak and move us out of the way. I pray for encouragement for parents. I pray for encouragement for people who want to be parents one day. I pray, Lord, if we can give good advice to grandkids, to, to brothers, sisters, others, that we hear something, oh, this will really encourage you today. And over and over, overall, Lord, I want everybody to have hope that, Lord, you will guide us as we take on the challenges you have for us, especially in the area of parenting. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Point one on your outline, or point A, is this. If we're going to balance the challenges of parenting, then we need to learn to manage our time. Oh, my goodness, I, the parenting challenges just are replete with this. I remember when our oldest son was a senior in high school, our, young, our middle son was two years behind him. He was a sophomore, and then our youngest son was in sixth grade. And all across that spectrum, we hit one basketball season. The sixth grader was playing in a YMCA league. The sophomore was playing junior varsity, and the, uh, the senior was playing varsity. We had 72 ball games between all three of those kids. That's an NBA season in three months. I mean, if, we, if it hadn't been for grandparents and cell phones, I don't even know how we'd have made it. And 
we sat there and went, oh my goodness, and just shuttling kids back and forth. And this is the reality of what it's like to be a parent. That's just one snapshot. Other things happen when kids are first born and they're not sleeping all through the night. There's always time crunches, right? Always time crunches. Things coming up. You know, there's always something going on. And when you have multiple children, it just complicates it even more. Even more. And so listen to Ephesians 5.15. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. All of us have the opportunity to make the most of our time. That's where the note comes in. We've all been given the same amount of time each day, but some of us just manage it better than others. And if I'm not getting in the priorities that I feel like I need to, or I'm not sure if I'm making the most of this, well, today, hopefully, this will give us a good chance to examine what's going on in our lives. In fact, that's point one. We can routinely evaluate our lifestyles and family schedules. Romans 12:3 says, don't think you're better than you really are. Just be honest in your evaluation of ourselves. And so, Jennifer, I'm going to run off a couple of bullet points here along that, and then I want you to respond, okay? okay. So first of all, if, if, if you're not sure how well you're doing with your time, well, a great thing to do is just keep a record of how you use your time for a week. Like this next week, you just sat down and every day you just kind of broke out, what did I do with my time this week? The idea behind it would be that it's the next bullet point there. If I can identify some time wasters, well, then I can cut those out so I can put the things that I need to be doing in, in those slots. Paul said, you know, everything's uh, permissible for me, but not everything's beneficial. It's not. But then I can also look for ways to consolidate tasks and do things more efficiently. And so, Jennifer, talking about evaluating time, I mean, that's key, isn't it? It is. Um, if we can just take a minute and assess, you know, the, what you're doing with your time, take a look at the things that you're wasting time on. I know for me personally, building a house, I was spending a lot of time on Pinterest. And um, I would look up and I'd spend an hour, you know, looking at Pinterest and and that was a time waster for me. So it's just being able to find the things in your life, everybody's different, that are causing you to waste time. And then, you know, obviously eliminating them or reducing the amount of time you spend doing those things. And then I like to, like, prioritize my to-do list. Um, those Pinterest things can wait, but then back to school shopping and supplies and things like that I have to be done right now for us. So just making a priority, you know, a list, and then organizing that. And um, for me also, um, preparing meals ahead of time or something like that so that I can save time. The mornings are kind of crazy, so I try to freeze breakfast items ahead of time so that in the morning we can get done quickly and, and maybe have some time together as a family instead of me rushing around trying to put together breakfast. And Debbie did that a lot with our kids. She would, uh, when we did, she'd make like a breakfast casserole or something. She'd make twice as much as she needed. That way she could freeze whatever would freeze. She could freeze it and then use it later in the week problem came when they all got to be teenagers then if we made double they just ate double okay so it didn't make any difference we just just go away from the table for 30 minutes okay or whatever uh but uh those things happened but there were a lot of time savers like that the same way when we wanted to get some meals together sometimes we even kept a big stack of paper plates in our pantry and other things because there were a lot of times when we we're gonna we knew our schedule would be full and we want to still wanted to have family suppers together it'd be a paper plate supper I mean, this is hot dogs and Kraft macaroni and cheese and a small salad or something. You fix your plate, put it on your plate. We all sit down. We have dinner together. After dinner's over, everybody takes your stuff and throws it in the trash. We're out the door, in the car, in the minivan, on the way to practice or whatever. Those were things we did to try to save time because we wanted the time together. We needed to eat, 
But we didn't have time to wash dishes or have an elaborate menu. And so Taco Tuesdays were a reality. I mean, that was real. And uh, we loved it, but it gave us, the kids loved it. It gave us time together. And so please don't write me about nutrition. I understand that. Okay, anyway. Um, but, but the point here is, but it takes evaluation, doesn't it? It does. And, and, and another thing to me is a big help is being organized. And I can honestly say the last 14 months, that's the opposite of what I've been. I've not been organized, but, I, but that is so much, it makes things so much easier if you can get, get things organized and everything have its place. And you're not searching for your basketball shoes or your cheer shoes or whatever it is you need for that day. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, we even have a place for me. There's a place when I walk in our house, i got a place for the cell phone, keys, and the wallet. It goes there every time. Why? Because if I don't, I have, I'm walking in talking on the cell phone. I have no idea where any of that stuff is. And the next morning, some of you, this isn't a struggle for you. Some of you it might be. But, man, that saves so much time because now instead of searching through the whole house for 15 minutes, I've saved 15 minutes and tons of aggravation because otherwise, I don't know, the keys are on top of the refrigerator. I mean, the keys are in a pair of shoes I was working out. I mean, I don't know where I left them. But if I have a designated place, all that time spent searching for things is saved. I mean, that's real, isn't it? It's very real. I mean, I know I've wasted a lot of time this year just because our house was not organized because we were kind of upside down just looking for things, you know, that we, we didn't know. Where is, where's your jacket? It's wintertime now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So first of all, we can evaluate our lifestyles and family schedules. This goes for us at any stage of life. Secondly, we can pray. Listen to this. Moses, Psalm 90. Lord, you've been our dwelling place through all generations. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses is saying, hey, we need to pray that God will help us manage our time. Because God's given us enough time. If he has things for us to do, and in Ephesians 2.10, Paul said that God has planned things since long ago from eternity past for us to do. If God has things that he wants me to do and he wants you and I to accomplish in our lives, well, then he's given us a time, enough time to get it done. And, in, and it's real important for us to understand this. After David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors. So if we don't have enough time... There are three important questions to ask. Am I doing things that God never intended me to do? Am I not doing things that I know God wants me to do? Is there a better way to accomplish the things God wants me to do? I mean, we need to ask ourselves these things. It goes in with evaluating our calendar, but, but it's praying about it and saying, God, am I doing things your way or did I just kind of get sideways here? I mean, do you really pray about your calendar? We do. I pray about my calendar. And even just as a family, we'll come together sometimes. You know those weeks that everything just feels super heavy and you're, you're looking at it and you're going, how are we going to get through this week? There's so many things to do. And we'll come together as a family and just you know, circle up and just pray for God to multiply the hours in the day for us because he can. I mean, he can actually take care of the, the things we can't. We can't multiply the hours, but he can. And it's terribly important we come to the Lord and pray. Thirdly, you and I can get help. Mm-hmm. I can get help. I mean, this is the whole point of church. We're not in this alone. Ecclesiastes 4, Solomon said, two people are better than one. They can help each other and succeed. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Jennifer, I'm going to hit these points again and then just give me your reaction. One, we can delegate chores, give everyone in the family a job. Two, we can join a connect group. Those are our small groups here for those of you who are visiting. 
Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Teaching and counseling each other isn't just about how to memorize Bible verses. It's how to be a godly parent, how to be a godly husband, how to be a godly wife. It's, we can read parenting books and listen to podcasts. We can ask godly friends to spend time with our kids too. Which of those stood out to you? Well, or any of them. Well, delegating chores for one thing at the stage that our children are in. Um, just maybe teaching my 12-year-old how to wash clothes. She's going to go off to college one day. That's something she's going to need to know anyway. And then um, it takes one of the things off of my list, or maybe folding, letting my 10-year-old unload the dishwasher instead of me having to you know, do that. Then Grant goes in there, and he unloads the dishwasher. It's, it's good for him now. And later when he gets married and his wife is like, oh, great. Yeah, she's going to high-five you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did the same thing when our kids got to be junior high. We said, hey, you need to start washing your clothes. It cut down. We were amazed how it cut down. They learned to hang things up. When they had to do the laundry, it's like, hey, I need to put that in the closet and hang it up. Right. In fact, we finally got to the place where we go, didn't you wear that like three weeks in a row? Because you smell bad. Okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, we had to turn, that was only us. Uh, but let's keep going uh, oh, with this Also, thing. a connect group. I mean, I can't say enough about how beneficial it is, has been to our family to be a part of a connect group. Um, just to me as a mother, we can get overwhelmed. We begin to think we're on an island or maybe that... Our children are the only ones that behave that way. And then you come alongside other friends and people who are um, in your connect group. They're in the same stage of life that you're in. And you're able to walk in there and say, you know what? My daughter has been so sassy with me this week. And we just don't, you know, we don't know what to do with her. And then someone else may say, you know what? My 12-year-old has been acting the same exact way. I think it's just a stage they're going through. And not only can you talk about ways that you deal with it, but maybe pray for each other about it. And it just makes you feel like you have someone walking through this with you. You're not alone. You know, there's other people dealing with the same thing you're dealing with right now. Oh, yeah. And this is true for guys, too. I love in men's groups when... We can pray for each other and people going, hey, I don't know how to do this. I just got to start a new job. I'm working a minimum of 55, 60 hours a week. How am I supposed to take care of my role as a husband, as a dad? How am I supposed to fit anything together here? And a lot of times, men, we don't talk about this. We kind of just struggle along in silence. This is where we need the support of other men with good ideas. We can help each other. We don't have to go through this alone. And then also about um, even asking godly friends to spend time with your children. A friend of mine who was a single parent, she had uh, another friend. It was a mutual friend of both of us. Um, her son really wanted to play baseball. And so she asked uh, this dad who had his own kids uh, that were in baseball, would he take her son along? And would, would he help teach him baseball? Well, it turned into a much broader relationship than just baseball. And... This young man got to hang out with this man and his sons on a lot of opportunities. And this friend turned out to be a, a father figure in this young man's life, taught him a lot about the Lord, helped him, encouraged him. And if you talk to that mom, this mutual friend, he was literally an answer to prayer. And she said, I don't know how I'd have done it without him. How was I going to raise a boy uh, to be a man without the influence of a godly man. And it was so important in that relationship. And I just remind us again that that's why church matters. In fact, if you flip your outline over, that's what we're going to talk about now is some uh, priorities. Because anytime you talk about managing time, part of it is making sure that your scheduling is okay. 
But the other part of it is making sure it's not just that you're doing things right, it's that you're doing right things. Because we don't want to just make sure we have a full schedule. That's not the point at all. And to pack every minute. The point is to say, uh, are we doing the things God wants us to do? Because if I'm doing things in priorities, then I'll even have times where there's just white space on the calendar because I want to leave it open. And so this is point B on your outline. If we're going to balance the challenge of parenting, challenges of parenting, we need to uh, prioritize relationships and schedule time for them. I mean, this scheduling is real. Do you guys have a calendar at your home? We do. We have a calendar. Where is it? What's it look like? Um, we keep it, it, well, we do like a weekly calendar, and we keep it in like the kitchen area so that everyone can see it, and we can add to it, take things away, whatever, just so that everybody, you know, is able to follow along. So what kind of things go on the calendar? Uh, doctor's appointments, practice times, um, games, uh, school meetings, or um, connect group, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, to make sure the things that are important get done. Right. Um, my wife and I would have Sunday night powwows, and we'd talk about the week that's to come and lay out, okay, this is going to happen here, that 72 ball game schedule. This is when, if we travel at the speed of light, we'll be able to make it here on time. Okay, uh, when we talked about, hey, we're going to need grandparents here. I'm going to drop this off. You're going to do this. And we'd coordinate just to get around. But uh, over and over again, what happened was we'd get to the place where we had to start saying, hey, we've got to make some priority decisions. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, first of all, we need to make sure scheduling time with God gets on the calendar. Jesus, when he was asked, hey, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, when I talk about scheduling this, this doesn't mean that God wants us to sit and read the Bible all day. I hope we all understand that. What I'm talking about is to make sure that there is time on the calendar for the Lord. Because if time with God never gets on the calendar and other things do, well, the things that are on the calendar are going to crowd that out. And if what's most important is time with God, then it has to show up on the calendar somewhere. I mean, even like that connect group thing, you, that's a part of your weekly routine, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be there. We're going to be there. So listen to this. Scheduling daily personal devotional time, scheduling family devotions, scheduling weekly worship together with other believers. These things all matter. I mean, do you schedule time for yourself to have devotions? Is that important to you? It is. Um, for me... I like to spend time with God in the morning, and I'm not a morning person, so getting up before everyone is, is you know, hard for me. But now, I'm, after doing it for so many years, if I don't have time with God, it's like I can tell there's something missing. And I feel like all of these things that we're talking about fall into place, like, so much better when I'm spending that time with God. It's, it's, it just makes everything kind of go smoother for me personally. I, I can't live without that time in the morning. And I've noticed that you guys even make attending worship an important thing. Sometimes when you're at the lake or things, you'll come back for Sunday morning. Yes, we will. We, we make it a priority. And we want to communicate that to our kids. This is important to us, and we want it to be important to them one day when they get older. And I think that modeling that is the best way to teach them. Yeah, and here's what you were talking about a second ago. If we put God first, this is a note in your outline, then he's going to help us with everything else. Your father already knows your needs, Jesus said. He'll give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Mm -hmm. We talked about before about praying for God's help, but all that is going to happen when we schedule some time. Even if it's 15 minutes Mm -hmm. 
earlier, getting up 15 minutes earlier and saying, God, before I go through everything I've got to do today, before all the emails and phone calls and needs of the day come rushing at me like wild animals, I'm going to spend a few minutes with you. I'm going to read from your word. And I'm going to pray about the things on my calendar today. I'm going to ask you to bless my time and help me get things done. Right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, didn't even hit this before, but one of the big things that happens for me that's a big time waster is procrastination. I've got a difficult situation or a hard letter that I, I know I need to write. I just don't know how it's going to take time. I don't want to start on that. And it's amazing to me how creative I can get at coming up with other things that need to be done and do those first before I get the thing I need to do. Can anybody else relate to what I'm talking about here? I mean, I will even clean the oven. All right, and my wife will, why are you cleaning the oven? Oh, because you got something else you want to do, that you need to do. And it's true. But if I pray about, Lord, I've got to get this done, help me stay focused, then I can knock that off the list. Because, I mean, think what a time waster it is to procrastinate on something. I had time today, but now I push it off till Monday or to Tuesday. Well, now Tuesday turns out to be a lot busier than today. And now I'm never going to get it done. And so over and over again, if we can pray about things, that's when we can... Uh, get away from that, but it means scheduling time with God first. John, so, yeah, go ahead. Also, you were talking about family devotions, and I just wanted to make a point about that. We, um, we think, oh, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for a family devotion, but like we make time in the mornings on the way to school. We have this little devotion. It's called Jesus Calling. You can get the app on your phone. It takes like 10 minutes to read. We let the kids take turns. I mean, just something like that, and then throwing out a few questions about what they just read, and, um, and we pray on the way to school every morning. So, you know, even bringing your entire family into that, you know, is awesome. Devotion time. Yep. Secondly, scheduling time with our spouses comes second. And again, are, do we need to put all the kids' events on the calendar? Oh, sure, sure we do. But it's just like with the Lord's time. When is the time when we're saying, no, this is when we're going on a date? No, this is that weekend we're getting out of town. <laughs> this is when we're going to sit down and go over the budget once a month, make sure that we're on the same page with that. This is when we're just going to have some time to talk. When are those things on the calendar? Because if they're not on the calendar, they're probably not going to happen. Um, Proverbs 18.22. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and receives favor from the Lord. Matthew 19. Jesus speaking. Have you, haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning... God made them male and female, and he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they're no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. And I want to tell you about a disturbing trend that's happened in our culture. I discovered recently, listened to a podcast by a guy named Phil Waldrop, that um, the divorce rate has stayed pretty consistent over the last 30 years in America, except for one age group. In one age group, it's doubled. That age group is my age group. I mean, it's doubled in the last 30 years. And the big reason why is because of what we're talking about here of people not scheduling time with their spouses. All the time gets thrown into the kids' activities. So for 20 years, conflicts haven't been resolved. There haven't been dates. No weekends away without the kids. All the money, the time, energy all got poured into the kids and then the kids graduate from high school or they move off to college and the marriage breaks up. There's so much bitterness, so much hurt, so little romance. People don't even know each other anymore. 
And when I first heard that statistic, I went, well, that can't be. And then my wife and I sat down and we started talking about parents of kids that our kids started school with. And it's true. And so I had people grab me after the first service and they said, make sure you tell this to people in their 20s. If we'd have just known this when we were 25. But every time we do a parenting series, a lot of people are singles going, why do I need to hear this? I don't have kids. Why are we talking about parenting? Well, I'm telling you right now, forewarned is forearmed. You and I get a chance to protect marriages. If you can hear this, every couple who's been working on their marriage for 25, 30 years will tell you, if you don't protect that time, a million things are going to be clamoring for it. I mean, have you guys found this true in your marriage too? You have to work at that? We definitely have to work at that and um, just trying to, to schedule time for each other. Making our marriage a priority is important to us. And um, sometimes it's, you know, able, we're able to get a date night, but other times it's just breakfast together. Maybe we just drop the kids off and find time to go have breakfast or meet up for lunch or something like that. But just um, finding little ways to, to spend time together and have fun with each other and not just, you know, but our schedules run our life. Yeah, I remember that, that season with the 72 games. It was about game 45 or whatever. We were into January. And we were sitting on the bleachers watching one of the kids play. Debbie and I, had, like we'd done for all, many dozens of these other games already. And she literally turned to me and she said, when are we going to get some time together? And I went, well, we're together all the time. I was clueless at this stage of my life. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, because I want to go out to dinner. It's like, I just bought you pizza from the concession stand. I mean, how much better could it get? Pepperoni. Okay. Um, and, of course, she was way ahead of me on this. And, you know, and we talked about it later. She goes, no, we need time that's not in a gym. That's not centered around somebody. This is our time. Because you, if you've heard Debbie talk, her favorite expression for this is, I've always raised the kids with one thing in mind. I want them to leave and I want John to stay. <laughs> and it's true. We want to raise our kids to become independent and leave. If we do it rightly, they'll leave. But then will there be any marriage that's left after they do? Well, if we schedule time with our spouses, there will be. And if we schedule time with God first, then we can ask God to help us with our spouses. And with the next point, scheduling time with our kids. This is important. Children are a gift from the Lord. That's why this is important. They're a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows in a warrior's hands. How happy is the man whose quiver is full of them? We're at that empty nester stage, but I spent time on the phone with each of my sons this week. And thanks to, uh, you know, FaceTime and other things, it's amazing how much you can still communicate at a distance. But all those relationships were forged years and years ago um, because it's important to have time. So... Let me hit a couple bullets. I want your reaction again. Schedule family meal times. No TV, computers, or cell phones. Limit the number of outside activities in which our kids participate. Um, and then the final blank there is schedule individual time with each child. Just three ideas here again to be put on the calendar so that we're scheduling these things to make sure they get done. And that limiting the number of activities, I put a verse in there from Romans 12 that says, don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because sometimes if we don't take our cues from Jesus, where God's first and, and our spouse is second, the world can tell us to just pack everything full 
and have all these activities, and that's when we wind up in trouble. So, Jennifer, let me get your reaction on this. Um, any of those that speak to you? Um, well, they all are important. Um, I would just say limiting the number of outside activities for our kids is very important to us. Um, our kids are really involved in sports and activities, and that's awesome. We want them to you know, excel at those things, but at the same time, you have to take a step back because those things can take over your life and your schedule um, in a big way. I know our son is um, loves baseball, and he was asked to be on a travel ball team, and we were excited about that. That's fun, and um, we allowed that, but we, Joel and I talked about it, and we said, you know, let's, let's find a team that is going to make sure that we're not scheduling a tournament every single weekend to where we're away from church every Sunday, because that's important to us, and so we didn't want baseball to take over, and that's what can happen if we allow it to. And so, you know, we, we prayed about it, and God gave us a, the perfect team for us to be able to, to still do travel ball, but yet be able to be at church on Sunday as well. Yeah, it's talking about decisions like that where we're saying, hey, let's not get nine activities at a time and to where we don't even have time for family suppers. I mean, those meals are important. I can't tell you how many times just sitting around, even when we're having one of those hot dog macaroni and cheese meals, that one of the kids brings up something that's terribly important. And that's how, as a family, we know what's going on. But how would we do that if we never even take the time to sit around a table and talk? And then scheduling individual time with each child, that matters too, doesn't it? Definitely. Um... I know Joel plans breakfast with Pearson because a lot of his time is spent with Grant, whether it's hunting or fishing or guy-type activities. And so he purposely schedules time to take her to breakfast or something so he can spend some time with her. And the same for me with Grant. I might carve out time to play Monopoly with him or something like that 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 he likes to do so that he and I can have some one-on-one time. So I I think that's important. Yeah, I'm, I'm always grateful for the time when I get to spend with each of our sons individually. And Debbie was too. It's like, and it goes fast. Do you have a sense of that when you're in the middle of it? I do. Just get your pictures and start looking through your pictures on your phone. Wow. It's like, that was five years ago. It seems like yesterday. (laughs) We've got all kinds of resources listed for you in the bulletin as well. But let me just even say something here about how important it is that we work on this together. Again, just want to remind you, all these things here about scheduling time with God, about scheduling time with your spouses, well, this takes creativity. It takes prayer. And I know that everybody's context is different and their schedules. There are so many pressures, but this is where we can pray for each other and help each other. And maybe today, hopefully today you came away with one good idea. I want to leave you with a very encouraging couple of verses from Psalm 128. How happy are those who fear the Lord? God comes first, who follow his ways. You'll enjoy the fruit of your labor and how happy you'll be, how rich your life. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine flourishing in your home. And look at all those children. They sit around your table as vigorous and healthy as young olive trees. That's the Lord's reward for those who fear him. And this is what God wants for us. But it's not going to happen by accident. We have to have our priorities straight and we have to cut out time wasters to get the things that are important first. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity we've had today just to talk about these things. Lord, there's not a marriage in here that doesn't need time. There's not a child in our families that doesn't need time. There's no way on earth we're going to learn what your will for us is unless we spend time with you. And how do we make it all balance? 
Lord, give us direction. Teach us to number our days. Are we doing things you never told us to do? Are we not doing things we know we're supposed to be doing? Is there a better way to get done the things we need to do? Please, Lord, show us the answers to these things. If the Lord spoke to you with one good idea today, would you say, Lord, thank you. Help me get that done. Please help me get that done. I want that in my life. Oh God, I pray that we will leave here with encouragement today. Thanks for this time together. I pray that you'll bless our families. You'll bless our marriages. You'll bless our kids and our grandkids. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. This morning,